a lot of people come to me and they'll, they'll charge maybe like under 200 bucks per month for their services. As soon as we double their prices and they get clients at that point, these clients are number one, really fun to work with. Number two, they're just like committed because they're, they're paying to play and uh, the coaches like working with these people. This is your Badass Journey podcast. I am Karine Walsh, serial entrepreneur, growth strategist, executive leadership coach, and best-selling author. Each week, I will bring you a guest or a thought that will help you align what you love with what you do in order to build that badass life and business you dream of. Welcome everybody to your Badass Journey podcast. Today on the show, I have Ruben Drieger. Ruben is the CEO of Coaches Creating Impact. He helps fitness pros and health practitioners get online with their business so that they can scale in order to raise their rates and work with their clients and really fulfill their vision in a way that builds sustainable income. He is a heart-centered businessman and loves to show others how to do the same. In today's conversation, we share a lot about his learnings along the way, how he became an entrepreneur, and what he's focused on today in order to continue to drive the impact that he has in the business that he is growing. I hope you enjoy today's conversation. And as usual, if you are loving it, please post your review, share the episode with others because I know they could take advantage of listening to this badass journey. Welcome everybody to today's episode. Today I have Ruben Drieger with me. Welcome Ruben. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited to be on. Oh, it's so great that podcasts can transcend the region you live in because you are located in Canada, correct? Yeah, up in the crazy white north. Yeah, up there. I love it. Well, I hope you're staying warm today. As I as I love to welcome my guests onto the show, basically I allow you to share your your journey. As you know, it's called your badass journey to let listeners know a little bit about how you got to where you are today. So you can go as far back as you'd like uh, and share as much as you want. And then I will plug in questions as we move forward. (laughs) Okay. Awesome. Well, wow. That's given me a lot of room to play. So let's just go back. I mean, growing up in a tiny town in Canada, that's where it all started. So I actually am currently living in that tiny, we actually, it was like a village, it's like 800 people. And so basically growing up in a really conservative environment where everyone was either a farmer or you did like a trades kind of job, like construction. And so growing up in the area, I, I loved growing up. However, kind of stepping back and finding out like what else there is to offer in the world um, through growing up and becoming an adult and starting my own business it's made me realize like a lot of the insecurities and different mindsets that I had growing up. And it was really hard to get to where that you have that badass journey and all of that and going through all like the the struggle. But basically I never thought I was going to be an entrepreneur. Never thought I was going to be an entrepreneur. It was actually my wife who uh, she started becoming an entrepreneur before I was even thinking about it. Her dad 
um, owns a really big business. And so she grew up in an entrepreneurial household. And so it was, it was really funny. We got married. And then the month after that, she started working full-time for herself from home. And uh, I was still working like 50 hours a week. I was doing bricklaying at the time. So basically carrying around bricks, like building driveways out of bricks by hand. So like it was crazy hard work, manual labor, and she was making more than me sitting at home on Instagram. And I was just like, okay, something does not make sense here. And so that started my quest, if you want to call it that, to become an entrepreneur. And I tried like three to four, three or four things right off the bat that failed miserably. So bad, made tons of bad decisions, got into debt, like the kind of the norm for an entrepreneur, to be completely honest. And um, it kind of just transformed to where we finally found some businesses that worked for us. We started making money and it started to just kind of snowball effect to where we are today. And um, I mean, I guess we would be considered successful entrepreneurs at this point. Sometimes it doesn't feel like that still, but that's like a little bit of like a fast version of our story. (laughs) I love it. I mean, I love that you went from bricklayer to entrepreneur. I had no idea that was part of your background. And I'm curious, what were the first few businesses you tried that you feel gave you the best learning lessons to now pursue the business you have today? Yeah, that's a great question. So actually, the first couple businesses that I tried to start were in the field of network marketing. So at the time, I started seeing these videos from people who were like residual income, passive income, like do something once, get paid on it for the rest of your life. And um, of course, I was like, oh my gosh, that's way better than bricklaying. So I jumped in and um, my wife can attest to this, was the worst at sales, was such actually, I was so lazy to be completely honest because I was so used to having a boss telling me what to do. I didn't have self-motivation. I didn't have self-drive. So it was, it was a lack of skill. It was a lack of actually motivation and hard work that ended up in a couple of bad places. And those kinds of kind of businesses just crashed and burned for me. But I did learn a lot. I did learn a lot that have helped me through the years, but that's kind of where I started in the, in the network marketing MLM kind of scene. Um, even though I don't, I don't like saying that often. That's that's where we started. That's where we came from. You know, um, it's it's interesting because I think that there's such value in learning on someone else's dime. I mean, so the the MLM you know environment and building out sales organizations, I think, has really great learning in it for taking the most amount of risk in your uh, sales development. Right. Mm-hmm. And to see if even that is a fit for you, you know, like some people feel like, oh, they see the success of others making, you know, the six, seven figures in network marketing is totally completely possible yeah. if you are able to follow through. And I love that you identified that you were kind of lazy about it, which meant that it wasn't a fit, you know, oh. to sell that, that company's product suite, service suite, et cetera. And so to now look at where you are today, were the, what were the elements of maybe from that business, right? Like, Because you definitely learned sales and marketing. You had some success in it. It wasn't probably giving you the return you hoped for. Yeah. But um, are, is there anything from that learning that now you apply in today's business at all or like that you, you pushed forward with? Yeah. So there was... There's a couple times that I learned really good lessons about honestly when I started was a really in a scarcity mindset 
trying to do network marketing and as terrible and as much as I don't want to say it, like I would do things that now I would consider would be unethical, like that you shouldn't do that in business. Like that's, that's not a good thing. And, um, I had many like hard lessons about scarcity and doing things right. That really helped me in what I do today. Because one of the things I realized when I started to just be self-aware of what was going on was that it takes like, there was a quote, I think it's, it takes 20 years to build a reputation and five seconds to destroy it. And uh, I started to realize that there are so many things that are more important than just trying to get the next product or service sale. And um, that's where I started to realize that relationship marketing was much better than like the pushy, spammy kind of stuff. And that's something that I really utilize to this day is a heart-centered approach to marketing and sales. And I think the beginnings and the inception of learning that was in network marketing, completely was in there through trial and error, of course. Yeah, I love that. And so let's be super clear so listeners understand. Tell them a bit about your business today. Yeah, good. So we, I don't do network marketing anymore. I, not that it's a bad thing. There's great things about it. Um, it just doesn't suit me. So what I do currently is I help personal trainers and health coaches mainly. Sometimes it's like life coaches and yoga coaches, but mainly the personal trainers and the health coaches learn how to scale a successful online coaching service. So, I mean, lots of people come to us with either nothing going on online, or maybe they're already going full-time and they want to scale it up. And we help them build a business that they can just go remotely anywhere with. They're helping a ton of people and they're making enough that they can live the lifestyle they want and be the best coach. So that's basically in a, in a nutshell. When, when did that concept come to you that that's the business you wanted to be in? Yeah. Okay. This is, this is actually a funny story. So... My, my wife and I we were still in network marketing and we actually were listening to a podcast and there's a person on this podcast who's talking about how they could help people make more sales through social media organically. And I had like, I kind of knew about organic marketing, but we didn't know that much. We weren't that great at it. So we, we bought into this business coaching program. The funny thing is, and this is actually not funny. They sold us that they would help with network marketing, but then they told us to do a different kind of marketing, a high ticket. So it was actually, I, it was not good because of that. But what I started to realize is that I could health coach online. My, my wife is a certified health coach. And so we could actually get clients online paying for our own services rather than a product that we get a commission on. So that started our journey of becoming an online health coach business where we would help people with weight loss and a lifestyle where they're eating and they're feeling energetic, all that. So that we grew that business. That was the first business that went full-time and beyond up to six figures. And that's when we finally had some success, quote unquote, that people started to ask us, okay, how did you do that? Like, how did you make that happen? So I helped, I think it was, it was three friends right off the bat, just people that I knew. I just said, Hey, like make posts like this, like talk to people sell something. Right. And then all of a sudden one of my friends, he's like, Hey, I made 3000 bucks last week. And I was just like, you should be giving me some of that money. And so, <laughs> um, so I started this, this to realize that innately, I do love health. I like, I like helping people transform, but I love the business side of it. I loved marketing and branding and sales and how it all like flowed together. Um, so at that point, my, my wife still is doing the online health coaching. She's just crazy amazing at that. And uh, I just transitioned to helping people that were like me, 
that weren't making a ton of money. They weren't making stuff work and um, just have those same strategies that helped us have our first full-time business. So that's kind of the, the, the transition. Yeah, I love it because you know it is a really big gap for health-based practitioners, you know, who really are passionate about their service, yeah. don't necessarily want to build the business infrastructure around it. And so for you to have simple tools and methods and and to plug into a community of support in order to launch that, I think it's it's so needed in the health and wellness space. You know, and 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 I love that you call yourself, you know, a heart-centered business um, because you understand them too. You live with it with your wife, doing it full day in day out. You've practiced it yourself, and then you took your ingenuity of here's this gap, here's this method to to help these practitioners actually scale and actually make it a worthwhile income and revenue stream in order to lean on. Exactly, and that's. That's the biggest thing. Like these health coaches and personal trainers, they have a massive heart and they have a great like level of expertise in what they do. They just don't know how to get in front of more people or how to market or to sell. So when we simplify it for them, they can do more of what they want to do and they can have the time and freedom that they've always wanted. So I think it's like a really good mix to be completely honest. Yeah, it, it's it's a needed one. You know, I I've definitely coached different uh, service-based folks, you know, like that they come from the heart. They just want to serve, you know, and that's generally what what the the mindset is around those in health practices. And then they want to, they, and they're so passionate about it that there's almost like a shame around, or not shame, or or just kind of a discomfort around trying to earn while you do what you love, you know. So, yeah. I hear it all the time. And you know what? It's kind of funny. There's there's a kind of a, a short phrase that a lot of people say. They say impact over income, right? Or impact is greater than income. And the funny thing is, as soon as I teach a coach how to price of maybe, let's say, a little bit higher or to be better at sales or to be better at marketing, what they start to realize is by them being better at all those things, they can make a bigger impact. And whenever they charge more, their clients get better results. It's it's crazy how a lot of people come to me and they'll, they'll charge maybe like under 200 bucks per month for their services. As soon as we double their prices and they get clients at that point, these clients are number one, really fun to work with. Number two, they're just like committed because yeah. they're, they're paying to play and uh, the coaches like working with these people. And it's funny how as soon as you do that, you can work with a smaller amount of people, but have a greater impact. And then you can scale your businesses in other ways to impact more lives in general. So there's, there is a lot of, I think, mindset blocks that come from the fitness and health coaching arena where they, they have a bit of a, a skewed mentality of service and of what's actually best for their client. They, they often think that let's say A is best for their client when in actuality, they're doing them a disservice by how they act or how they respect themselves. So it's actually a really big problem that I see. What advice do you give your clients as you coach and work with them when they have resistance around... You know, They go through that method of like upping their prices, but then they still have customers or people coming to them that say that I can't afford you. Or I, you know, I can't make that investment right now. Or 
you know, because the scarcity mindset is on the client side of like, if I put that money into it or, you know, I just can't go higher than how your client actually says, well, when you're ready or, or no to servicing, you know, the lower, the, the lower income mindset of um, the, the potential client. What's that feel like? And have yeah. you dealt with that? Totally. No, we deal with that quite often. So uh, there's, there's multiple layers to it. So the first layer is that I want to get every single one of my coaches full-time online ASAP. Because so th- that's the first thing you want to do. Because when you do that, it allows them to have so much more time to then have different ideas to work with these people that maybe they literally can't afford it. Okay. So the first thing I say is, okay, let's get laser focus, simple. Let's tighten it up. Let's do a high ticket offer to a small amount of people. Let's get you going full time. Usually at that place, they can be working 10 hours a week and be making a full time income. At that point, often we create with them specific to their niche, specific to the vision that they have long-term, something else, whether it's in like, because there, there's many ways to make money. It could be an ebook. It could be through discount codes. It could be a group coaching program. It could be a passive course. There's many different ideas that fit different entrepreneurs or different coaches. So I get people to go full-time first. And then these people that want in, keep the relationship going. So many coaches just drop off and say, okay, well then we can't, we can't be friends. It's just like, no, like if people like people come to me often and they can't, I can't afford what I'm doing. Let's say I keep loving on them, giving them free value. And basically you create a market for yourself that down the road that you can figure out what's best for them. So that's usually the path that I take my entrepreneurs along because it helps them on the front end, gives them a ton of time. And then we can create something on the back end that can then spread to more people and let's make, let's say a more affordable investment. So that's usually how we go about things. Yeah, I love it because what you're displaying is taking, you know, some, somebody who has one concept of one way to do business and showing them that they have a menu of items to share with their client base at all levels. You know, there's the point of entry that like, here's the, you know, the minimal investment you can make to start working together. It might be in a group function. It might be this online automated program. It might be, you know, this, buy this book. And then the leveling of here's this value you received from just that point of entry. And now you want to take it to the next level. and, And here's that leveling. I think a lot of people don't realize that they can, they can break their services down into different points of entry in order to then not feel so um, scared of saying, you know, okay, if this high ticket price item is not right for you, you know, yeah. now you're no longer a client. Like it, it, they're creating the no because they're not giving enough to offer. Exactly. So I, I love that you're coaching them into the range of items that are aligned with their vision. Because that's the other thing you said that I think is really important, that you have to have the vision of the impact you want to have. Exactly. Then you can productize it, right? Exactly. And, and it's really interesting how often I pinpoint their vision in what brings them joy. Because some people, they come alive in a group setting. Some people, they want to stay away from group setting as much as possible and be one-on-one. And so I think it's just really important to figure out what actually lights you up, brings you joy. And um, 
when you work your business, I often people are like, you can either be like happy or have a great business and success. And I'm just like, no, you can have both. You just have to, you just set it up the right way. And so it's just, it's just about that. I want to, I want to lift the veil a little bit to, to let listeners have some insight on what the, what the back office you know, team structure looks like to the business that you're running. Because I think a lot of times, you know, we see the front facing person and it's like, you're doing it all. But I think it'd be also good for folks to understand the actual construct it took you to actually make this a true business. And how, like, so give us a little insight. Like, how do you run your business? You know, do you have a team structure? What's that look like? Totally. So we're in this stage right now of where it seems like every single month we're, we're expanding and we're, we're, we're needing to do more things. So I, I'll be completely honest. Up to this point, there hasn't been that much of a team aspect to our business. We've been solopreneuring it pretty much up till um, a couple months ago. And so, but how we set it up is I always think that there's, for me, there's, for what I specifically do, there's three ways that I want people to learn. And so there is a student portal where I have, um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a membership site. However, it's laid out in a specific way that I actually designed myself. I have a specific method to how clients come in and they can automatically get results. Literally, they don't even have to talk to me. They can literally get results. And it's a method that teaches them how to predictably get clients through social media. So we have the self-study part, which I think is really important because it allows me to take on more students and they can still all get really good foundations. So that's the one aspect I think is really key. The second one is community. Lots of people, they don't move into a new frequency of life in any area of relationships, financial health, because they're in their own community. So I think having a community of other coaches in my instance where they're like, hey, these people, like a month ago, were at where, where I'm right now. And they just got like, they have a full-time business now. And so having a community of coaches that are actually like loving on each other, helping each other, creating a win-win environment, collaborating is so important, I think, because then you can start to shift your identity. If you, don't, if you don't have a community and it's just you and like maybe friends and family that they're staying in their identity, it's hard to shift it, really hard to shift it. So I like having a group environment for that. The last thing that I always add that I think makes me a little bit special is that I always add a little bit of one-on-one time with me personally because foundations and strategies are great. Community, fantastic, is great. But everyone, again, has a bit of a different vision, a little bit of different what's going to bring them joy, a little bit of a different niche or a little bit of different expertise. And so what I do is I customize stuff for them and give them their vision. So mostly that's how it's been working so far. We're just in the process of, in the next two to three months, we're probably going to be doubling how many clients we can take on. And that's going to be, we're, we're going to have a couple hires to be completely honest. And um, we're doing that in a really good way. We don't want to scale too fast and then leave people in the dust. We want to scale in a way that the intimacy stays there. So that's in the kind of the next couple months. That's awesome. You know, I love that scalability because you're also building a sustainable practice that then you can train. It's a, that, that's going to be your next level of training yeah. for your coaches when they hit that same level. And it's like, well, now how do I expand past myself? You yeah. know, the solopreneurship is like, it's a win. And, and it definitely has many streams of income that you can create that way. But to think about 
how to move past that and build sustainability. Because the biggest risk with solopreneurship, and I'm dealing with this myself in certain areas of my business, is that if something happens to me, and as much as I've automated certain things, but because people come to me for me in my business, and I haven't duplicated that across different team members, you know, yes, I have consultants, et cetera, on that arm of my business, but my business stops. And that's really scary, you know. It, and and it's it's something that I'm working towards also this year and the expansion of team and and kind of walking the talk. You know, I, I help my clients with it all the time, but it's like now my time to step into it. But I love that you're doing that too. And then eventually, I'm sure it's going to be a whole new level of training that you'll show other people how, which is awesome. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, that, that's a big thing for me as well. As I feel like being a leader is being someone who leads by example. I mean, that's that's pretty basic leadership, I think. And so like we have a ton of clients that have hit like six figures or multiple six figures. But the, the crazy thing is like, I don't have something to take them to the next level. And that always irks me, right? And so that's like me. I'm like, okay, I need to go along this journey. That's one of the reasons why I joined a mastermind this year. That's one of the reasons that I'm setting goals to double my business and to hire a team and to scale up is because not only to help these more coaches in my, my let's say, my mid-tier, but to expand what I can do down the road with them. So I, I think it's Leadership 101 and it's great for impact. Yeah, I love that. As we kind of close out today, I, I would love to to know and for you to share like when what are some of the moments where you felt like this was so badass? Like it was one of those prideful because I love you know, it's really hard. People who are always in the go mode and yeah. and like the doing forget to stop and celebrate. And so I call it badass moments in in order to celebrate. So yeah. share one of yours that you're you're you've been most proud of. So I would say one, 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 there's a couple, but I'm going to try to pick one. One badass moment, I think for me, it included in a moment shifting my identity from someone who's insecure with my pricing and how much I, I was charging. I was on a phone call and someone wanted to sign up for like a, like just a one-on-one coaching with me. And I was honestly freaked out. I was, I was freaked out because I was like, I need to provide so much value and like, I need to charge more than my other tier, but like, what am I charging? So it was a moment when I decided to be really courageous actually. And uh, there's like a lot of insecurities I've had from the past. I was just like, I need to shift this now. And so I literally right there, I doubled my prices for what I was going to, what I was going to offer it at. And um, they signed up. And I was like, I was shaking. I was shaking, like getting off the phone. Like my voice was like, like going all weird on me. But it was, it was one of those moments when I just took a step in courage. And I think that's the biggest thing with being quote unquote badass is just being absolutely courageous to get over those insecurities and those things that you used to believe about yourself. Even though like that's, that's, that's one small story. It was, it was a big shift for me and just how I thought about myself. I love that. I I remember those um, initial moments for me too, where it was, you know, the 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 understanding of the value that I I put on others being higher than the value I put on myself yeah. as the service and and also as the knowing the continuous support I will will give it mm. that it has monetization to it. You know, and it is okay, one hundred percent okay, to go and ask for what you feel you deserve. You know, to shine, 
it, it, it is the worst when you when you go into something. I don't know how many people I've coached through when they took a gig or said yes to a deal that undersold them. Right. You know, like that that and then there's this regret or this like festering pain that happens when it gets hard because the work it's not like the work is easy, you know, all the time. I mean, we are in our zone of genius and it does flow. But I love that 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 was a badass moment for you because so many people need to be courageous and step into it and just ask. Even if there's a no on the other end, imagine what the yeses would be like, you know? And you just do it over and over again. So that's an awesome badass moment. Oh, totally. Thank you. Well, I want to thank you for, for joining me and sharing a bit about what you've been up to lately and... I, I would ask that you know you let listeners know. So tell them you know how best to connect with you. Um, is there some, if there's something going on right now that you want to make sure that they know about? Let them know. So what's what's yeah, going on? Totally. So I mean, I think the best way to find me is on Instagram. That's the main platform we're trying to move all our focus to. So it's just Ruben Drieger. There's no space, and so you can find me on there. What do I have going on right now? Well, there's. There's a there's a couple master classes that I'm going to be releasing. So I'm actually doing one. Um, I'm doing one this Saturday, and then I might do another one next Saturday. That is, it's it's. I'm teaching a method that I've coined the Loop method. That's specifically designed to help people have a consistent flow of business leads. And so, if people want to learn how to have more consistent leads and clients coming through social media every single week, and it's like a system that you can just plug into, then they can definitely reach out and just ask um, for either the recording of the masterclass or if we do another one to be on the waiting list. So that's what I would say. Awesome. And then, and as you reach out, if, if you did through listening to this podcast, let Ruben know because he's also about to launch his own podcast. So you guys have to, you know, look out for that as well. I'm, I'm, I'm on the down low right now, but I'm, I'm letting it out there. So you yeah, guys can... <laughs> I'm definitely going to have you on Kareem because yeah, I'd love to hear a little bit more about you and your story and share that with my of listeners. Of course. It'd be super helpful, actually. Yeah, I would love to to also be on your show and, and help your listeners as much as I can. No problem. Anytime. The uh, way I love to close out my episodes is to ask my guests, how do you define what a badass is? So I think a badass is someone who is self-aware of their own BS and excuses and shit that they believed growing up. And is just courageous enough to actually do the hard work, to actually look at themselves and see who they actually are, but then take those small steps forward that are scary. I think that that's who a badass is. I love it. I really appreciate you being on the show today. Thank you so much for sharing yourself with my listeners. Oh my goodness. Yes, this was so much fun. Thanks for having me, Kareem. Thank you for joining me today. Before you move on to the next episode, please post a review or share this episode with someone you think would appreciate it. Your feedback and support mean everything to me. For more information, check out yourbadassjourney.com or kareenwalsh.com. I truly believe everyone is capable of living a badass life. Thank you for listening. 